Down the Lines podcast with Tyler Hunt. It's storming outside because Brian Kelly's just raining in these recruits. That's a go, Tigers. You know, Joe Burrow, he was the one. (laughs) What's Brian Kelly going to do? I don't know. And now your host, Tyler Hunt. Hello and welcome to episode number 138 of Down the Lines. On today's episode, we are talking about wide receivers and the tight ends, the passing game. Quarterbacks, we're going to talk about tomorrow because that's the biggest question mark on the team. Yesterday, talked about the defensive front seven. But today, we're going to talk about what is possibly the least questionable position on the team, and that is wide receiver U. And they are back this year again. We've had first-round wide receivers show off in the in the NFL the last few years. We're we're still getting five-star receivers committing to uh to LSU. You still might have another five-star from right here in Baton Rouge commit to LSU. This position on the team right now is a player projected to be a first-round draft pick. And then you have four or five sophomores who last year played the bulk of your snaps, caught the bulk of your passes, who were back for their second year. And if you think back, if you think back to what Jamar Chase did between his freshman and his sophomore year, you've got four players on this team. If one of them makes a similar jump. Now, none of them's going to do what Jamar Chase did. Jamar Chase did what's never been done in the SEC, had never been done at LSU. He broke the single-season touchdown and receiving yards record. And he also had the best quarterback in the history of college football throwing to him. So I'm not saying that any of these guys are going to do what Jamar Chase did. Don't get me wrong. But the growth that Jamar Chase had between his freshman year and his sophomore year, from catching... 10 passes or 20 passes for a couple hundred yards to going to, what was it, 1,900 yards and 22, 23 touchdowns, uh, a first-round draft pick after sitting out an entire year. I'm not saying that they're going to make that kind of jump, but listen to the numbers that the sophomores, the true sophomores on this team had last year. We're going to start with Jack Besh, who was possibly the best wide receiver on the team last year once Kayshawn Boot got hurt. 43 receptions, 489 yards, and three touchdowns. All of those are double what Jamar Chase had as a freshman. Now, he might he, he had to be the go-to receiver on last year's team. He doesn't have to be the go-to receiver on this year's team because Kayshawn Boot is back. Kayshawn Boot's going to be playing. After Jack Besh, Malik Neighbors, 28 receptions, 
417 yards and four touchdowns. Malik Neighbors is another guy that if he takes a step forward, a couple steps forward, he's going for 1,000 yards. And he's the, he's the next one in line. Him and Jack Besh are, are the next ones in line talking about being first-round draft picks, second-round draft picks. Brian Thomas, personally my favorite player, maybe because he's from my hometown. He's also 6'4". Can catch can run. I've been saying since this guy committed to LSU, because I watched him since he was a freshman in high school, that he could be the best wide receiver LSU's ever had. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be, but he he has the tools to be. And if he, because his numbers reflect very close to what Jamar Chase did as a freshman. 28 receptions, 359 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. And if you remember, Brian Thomas had a couple of long touchdowns called back on some bogus penalties. Or might not have been bogus penalties, but like bad holds. I know he had an 80-yard touchdown um, in one game, got called back, caught another touchdown later on in the game, and that got called back. So Brian Thomas's numbers could be way better than they were. But put Brian Thomas on the outside at 6'4", across the field from Kayshawn Boot, who in his two years at LSU has amassed 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns, and he didn't even play half of the season last year. And he didn't really turn it on until the second half of his freshman year. He had 300 yards <laughs> On the last game of his freshman year, broke the SEC single season, uh, uh, the SEC single game record. That's half of the wide receivers on this team that I've mentioned. I haven't even talked about Chris Hilton, who came in rated the the, the highest rated wide receiver we had last year. He comes in, he has an 80 yard touchdown, but that's about all he had last year. He had two receptions last year. One was an 80 yard touchdown. And in the spring, people couldn't take their eyes off of him. He's got he's got track speed. He's catching the ball a whole lot better than he was last year. He's vying for playing time. You know who else we have? Jure Jenkins. Jure Jenkins, who's a senior on this team, has 966 yards and 62 receptions in his career, eight touchdowns. He's been here for a long time. He's still on the team. I want to say he caught two or three touchdowns against Texas A&M last year to beat them because Texas A&M sucks. If I if my memory is correct, he caught the game one and touchdown. You still have Dre Jenkins. That's six deep already. And that doesn't count Kyron Lacey, the transfer from ULL, who had 300 yards in each of his seasons at ULL and 10 touchdowns. So he comes in with experience. He adds depth to what is a dynamic wide receiver room. Look at look at what you got. You've got Kayshawn Boot, Malik Neighbors, and Brian Thomas, who can all line up on the outside and take the top off the of defense. They are all deep threats. Brian Thomas is at 6'4". 
you go down to the uh, red zone, you could just throw it up to Brian Thomas. Not many cornerbacks are going to outreach him. Kayshawn Boot had, what, nine touchdowns last year in five games? And most of them came in the red zone? What is he, 6'1", 6'2"? He was catching them on slants. You get Kayshawn Boot in the red zone, throw Brian Thomas on the other side. Oh, and don't forget Jack Besh, who might be the most sure-handed wide receiver on the team, might run the best routes on the team. I was watching some of the spring drills. Every single time Jack Besh lined up, he was open and caught the ball. It didn't matter who was guarding him. He was getting open because his routes are so prestige. And you have Malik Neighbors, who was the biggest big play threat you had on the team last year. He averaged 17, 18 yards a catch last year. You get a freshman in and land an Ibietta who's more in the mold of Jack Besh. He might not play a lot this year, but you're going to see him out there. And that's the wide receivers. You look at tight end, you get Jack Mashburn, who once he started playing last year, you started running the ball last year. And I mean, Jack Mashburn goes in at tight end, Tyrion Davis-Price goes for 200, 300 yards against Florida, whatever it was. I think Kentucky was the first game they used Jack Mashburn. He came in, and Tyrion Davis-Price just started gashing him. Mashburn could come in, be your blocking tight end. Cole Taylor, this dude's like 6'7". He came in in the same class as, uh, man, guy slammed something in my mind. The five-star tight end, highest-ranked tight end we ever had, Arik Gilbert. He came in with Arik Gilbert. I was watching both of their tape. I was like, I don't know why Cole Taylor isn't ranked higher than Arik Gilbert. Now, we know why. Arik Gilbert was a freak of nature, and he showed it the few games that he actually played. But I think Cole Taylor, he gets more comfortable, especially under Mike Dimbrock, who I have yet to talk about. Mike Dimbrock's offense can really shine, can really let all of these guys shine. Because if you look at what Mike Dimbrock did at Cincinnati, I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, it's Cincinnati. They played in the AAC. Well, guess what? His quarterback holds all the records for total yards in the AAC history. If you look at the wide receivers and tight ends, last year they had one, two, three, four, five, seven guys who caught more than 20 passes. They had eight guys have over 200 yards receiving. One was a running back, five were wide receivers, and two were tight ends. So he's getting the ball everywhere. That says that... (laughs) That's promising if you're if you're Cole Taylor and you're trying to show that you want some playing time, that you're the best receiving option you have at tight end. Cole Taylor's going to have to watch out because you're getting Mason Taylor coming in. He is a, a freshman. He was a three-star. I watched him in the first game on the ESPN last year when it, uh, 
I forget where he comes from. He played in uh, in Florida. The first game of the season last year, he had 13 catches for about 170 yards and two touchdowns. I thought he was a five-star tight end because he looks like it. Mason Taylor's going to fight for some playing time on this team. Whenever you see him out there catching 10, 12-yard digs, turning them in 25 yards, go, see him lined up in the red zone, he's going to take some playing time for Cole Taylor if Cole Taylor doesn't step it up. Cole Taylor's been here for a while. He's had six receptions for 50 yards in both seasons. I think those numbers are going to go up. I think you're going to see Jack Mashburn play, especially in running packages or on running downs. And if you look at the wide receivers, coached by Cortez Hankton, who comes from who who comes from Georgia, that just won a national championship. He was there for the last four years. He coached McCole Hardman. He coached George Pickens. He coached good wide receivers, turned them into great wide receivers. First-round talents. Georgia led the SEC in yards per play last year. Look at this starting... Uh... Think of this starting lineup at wide receiver. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You put Kayshawn Boot and Malik Neighbors on the outside, Jack Besh in the slot, even better, even better. Put Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors on the outside and throw Kayshawn Boot and Jack Besh in the slot and then put John Emery in the backfield. That's scary. That's that's really scary. That is almost 2019 scary. If neighbors Besh and Thomas can take that step forward, which Besh doesn't have much of a step to take forward, he led the team in receptions last year after Kayshawn Boot went down. He was the best wide receiver on the team after Boot went down. If, if Boots coming back, if he's every bit of the Boote that we have seen, which I, I have no reason to believe he's not, best plays like he did last year, Thomas and Neighbors take a step up. Oh, and don't forget Chris Hilton and Jeray Jenkins. You might not even need the tight ends, but you're going to use the tight ends. Because Mike <laughs> Mike Denbrock uses them. Brian Kelly uses them. This wide receiver group is going to continue wide receiver you. I don't care who the quarterback is, which I will get into tomorrow. But I don't care who the quarterback is. Jaden Daniels, Miles Brennan, Garrett Nussmeyer, Walker Howard, a walk-on. I don't care who the quarterback is. Mike Dimbrock's offenses every year has a thousand yard rusher and seven, eight wide receivers that go for double digit catches and a couple of hundred yards. You're going to see LSU's offense take a huge step forward this year. One part is going to be they're going to have they're they're going to have a 
offensive coordinator who knows what he's doing. I talked about it on Monday about the offensive line. Offensive line is the biggest question mark besides quarterback. But tomorrow I'm going to let you know that I think quarterback's going to be fine because if you look at who the quarterback's throwing to, as long as the offensive line holds up, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You've got playmakers. you got playmakers on the outside. you got playmakers in the backfield. You don't, need a, you don't even need a playmaker at quarterback. But if one of these guys steps up and is a playmaker, you're talking about a 4,000-yard season. LSU threw for 3,000 yards last year in an offense that couldn't get the freaking – couldn't get their head out of their ass. Last thing before I go, LSU is returning 312 career receptions and 4,000 yards and 43 touchdowns. That is unheard of. After the national championship season, you returned 3,000 yards, but 2,000 of them didn't play because Jamar Chase sat out. Jamar Chase didn't play last year. Keyshawn Boot gets hurt. And you got neighbors Besh, Thomas, and Jenkins who all came back. You lost a couple of wide receivers to the transfer portal, but you're not going to miss them because all the players you got are studs. This wide receiver group is phenomenal. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how many of these guys get drafted in the first round because I think more than one will. But that'll do it for me today. Tomorrow, quarterbacks. Who's going to start? I don't know. But guess what? We're going to talk about it. When I catch y'all, down the lines.